TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Tuesday morning to you. Today is Tuesday, April the 30th, 2019. Such a great Tuesday morning. It's currently 68 degrees here in Phoenix. It's 619 in the morning, so it's nice and it's not too hot yet. I mean, we had some rain yesterday, and so it's not as bad as it had been previously, but it's April, almost May. The temperatures are going to climb. My name is Greg DeMarco. I am, of course, the publisher of thechairshot.com where we encourage you to always use your head. The website is found at thechairshot.com on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or the Twitter. Follow it at thechairshot.com. You can also find me on all those forms of social media at chairshotgreg. If you're listening on Tuesday, also know that tonight is the Greg DeMarco Show with myself, Miranda Morales, and Patrick O'Dowd. And go back and listen to the 200th edition of the DWI podcast that aired this past weekend over at thechairshot.com. A great accomplishment for DPP and PC Tunney to knock out 200 episodes. And I was excited and proud to be a small part of that broadcast this past weekend as well. Now, Moving a little bit more to the chair shot. Of course, this show is available daily on the Patreon. I also do a free edition every once in a while just to put it out there as we look to grow. As we're finally kind of starting to grow the Patreon and that area of our uh, little share of the marketplace. And that is patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. Just five bucks. You get 10 editions every single week of Driving with DeMarco. You get Pot is More. You get the hashtag Miranda Show. You also get early and ad free access to select opinion articles over at the chair shot. And so much more. Just five bucks. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. Patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. You can also pick up your own chair shot merchandise by heading on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can get the Jesus to the job shirt, Baron Corbin sucks endorsed by the man himself and so many more designs. You can wear our logo with pride because you know we give you our very best each and every outing at the chair shot. That's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot or go to thechairshot.com and click the store icon or button on our menu. Again, pick up a t-shirt, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. This would be topic number three this morning, so hopefully you enjoy it. It's going to be a little bit different. I, I always say that. Every topic is different. I should probably get away from that because, you know, it's a unique opinion. That's what this is all about. So let's see what we can do as part of the morning drive this morning. Topic number three for the week. We're talking money in the bank. Now, just a quick reminder, I am driving. I'm on the Interstate 10, headed eastbound towards the working place. 
as you know, you got to make that money. You do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. So if you hear any weird pauses, any other noises, if the GPS lady chimes in, that's all because this is driving with DeMarco. We are literally driving to work. And this has been a whole lot of fun. We're coming up on two weeks of, of twice daily editions of driving with DeMarco, plus the morning edition that I did on Saturday last weekend, the little bonus edition. That was a whole lot of fun. One of my favorite episodes as well. So hopefully you enjoyed that too. But today's topic, we're talking about money in the bank. People were a little underwhelmed by some of the announcements on Raw on Monday about who was going to be in the money in the bank ladder matches on the Raw side. Now we still need the participants from SmackDown which we'll probably learn tonight as part of SmackDown's live broadcast on Tuesday. SmackDown roster is loaded, and the Raw roster is really kind of a land of opportunity right now, so I'm not surprised at the way things are shaking down there. But what's interesting to me is what happened outside of the Money in the Bank ladder match announcements, because we had uh, you know, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles with their contract signing as things continue to move forward there. The War Raiders continued their, or I'm sorry, the Viking Warriors continued their path of destruction through the Raw roster, beating up the Lucha House Party. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder got another win over the Revival this week. And of course, the Revival was in the news for their contractual situation. Not going to go into that. I don't expect them to go anywhere. I still think they're one of the best tag teams in the world. And that's a topic that we'll probably address later this week. But we also had Rey Mysterio getting a a clean win over Samoa Joe. And so I think we're setting up some more things for Money in the Bank. We have the ladder match uh, for the men. We have the ladder match for the women. You've got Rollins versus Styles. You've got Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a steel cage match, which we now know. We're probably going to get Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio in a WrestleMania rematch. This has got a little bit of backlash to it. I know we don't have backlash anymore. We now have stopping grounds, but... You know, there's a little bit, bit of backlash here. We're going to get uh, Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe and seemingly in a WrestleMania rematch. We're going to get um, The Miz and Shane McMahon in a WrestleMania rematch. So we'll probably get, um, you know, we might get some rematches on the SmackDown side as well. Lashley and Balor are on different brands, so I don't see that happening. Um, we might get Balor and Andrade. Who knows? But because we are populating a full card, a super card, as it were, for WWE's Money in the Bank, it, you know, it was kind of a big five event. Now with it being the first one right after WrestleMania, I don't know if it still is considered a big five event. I think they're kind of going, trying to go away from that a little bit as they're all big, huge events. But because we've got so much talent in the other matches, that talent is not necessarily going to be in the big matches or the Money in the Bank ladder matches on the SmackDown side. We know we're going to, probably going to have Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston, Roman Reigns and Elias. We know we're going to have that match as well. So, This is going to be a loaded card. The Money in the Bank cards have been longer recently. Last year, it was one of the best cards of the year. As you kind of had three undercard matches, then they took a break and they started, you know, and and then things really kicked off with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And then halfway of the card, they did a nice little recap segment that almost served as an intermission. I thought it flowed really well. It was one of the easiest pay-per-views to watch of 2018 outside of Evolution. So, um, but... But what's interesting to me is what Money in the Bank has become. Now, the Money in the Bank ladder match started at WrestleMania 21, and we just hit WrestleMania 35. So that's a good 15 years that we've had the existence of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, and that was in 2005, 
In 2010, we had the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania, and then we turned around and had the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, where, of course, The Miz would go on to win the briefcase and then eventually cash in on Randy Orton. So that year, we had two Money in the Bank briefcase holders in Jack Swagger and The Miz. So WrestleMania 26, which I was at live, was the last WrestleMania to feature a Money in the Bank ladder match. And it's been interesting to see what WWE has done with the Money in the Bank concept. Now, back in our message board days, I actually was campaigning for Money in the Bank to become its own pay-per-view because I thought that the potential was there for WWE to, to that this concept, this match in this briefcase was so over that the, the, the concept was there and the opportunity was there for them to utilize this as its own separate draw and of course they eventually saw that too and they did that but I feel like it's you know when when something is 15 years old the concept is going to change and it's going to evolve and that's where I think this year's is very interesting because a lot of fans are still stuck in the mold that the money in the bank briefcase holder should be the next guy because it was a men's match for so long or the next woman whoever's going to step up to the plate next and it's not that it's a storytelling device And that's the big thing that I really want us to to focus on this week. The briefcase isn't always going to be used to elevate somebody. It's going to be used to tell a story. And if if elevation is that story, then great. I mean, look what it did for Edge. Money in the Bank, for the longest time, was synonymous with the rated R superstar. Held that briefcase more than once. Won the Money in the Bank ladder match the first time. Second time he held it, he won it for Mr. Kennedy. CM Punk is a two-time briefcase holder and really used that to launch his career in WWE, which is really, I want to say ironic, but if you think about the parallels there, it was also the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that really catapulted him into a whole different stratosphere a few years later when he really started to take off, so to speak, on his own in 2011. So again, a whole heck of a lot of things going on here with the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. That's become so much about so much more than the ladder matches. The ladder matches sometimes are peripheral to different things that are going on. This year, we've got a cage match on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. A few years ago, we had the ladder match, and we had a Money in the Bank ladder match that was actually for the WWE and the World Heavyweight Championship because Daniel Bryan had to vacate those titles. And, of course, John Cena walked out as that champion only to later lose to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So many things taking place over this period of time, all part of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. But the briefcase itself has become a piece of WWE lore. John Cena has held the briefcase. You know, Braun Strowman held it last year and, and cashed in unsuccessfully. Baron Corbin the year before. I remember when Damian Sandow held the briefcase and everyone got excited and then he had an unsuccessful cash-in. And even though the, the, the briefcase still has the best success rate, uh, you know, in terms of, of cashing in and being victorious, it has lost some of its luster because it's been around for so long. It can't be as exciting as it once was, and it can't always be about the next big thing, the next big champion in WWE. And who knows how it's going to go this year. I mean, on the Raw side, everybody who's in that match, the one I would most want to see is either Ricochet or Bobby Lashley. And I can't imagine Ricochet holding the briefcase. Or I'm sorry, Drew, I don't even remember who they put in now. Either Lashley or McIntyre. Whoever is one of them. I don't want it to be Baron Corbin. He had it two years ago. 
So I apologize. Sometimes with the drive, you can't fact check yourself. And I do apologize for that. But it's not as exciting. But I do think the more exciting talent is going to come from the SmackDown side. I really would love to see Andrade in that Battle Royal. He Or in that Money in the Bank ladder match. He fits the mold of people who could use the briefcase to be elevated. But that might not be the story they choose to tell. Look at last year's women's Money in the Bank ladder match. It was won by Alexa Bliss. She didn't quote-unquote need it. She didn't you know, need that to be elevated. She was already a huge star. But guess what? She cashed in that night. She won the title back from Nia Jax. And it was really used to get her to SummerSlam where she dropped the title to Ronda Rousey. But it worked. It fit her persona. And it told a story. The briefcase with Braun Strowman told a story as well. It was ultimately used to bring back Brock Lesnar because it was part of the match between Lesnar and Reigns at SummerSlam where they tossed the briefcase far away so that Reigns could win the match without any interference from Strowman. And then we proceeded to Money in the Bank where Strowman used his briefcase to cash in on Roman Reigns. But eventually it was Brock Lesnar who came out, tore the door off the Hell in the Cell and attacked both men. So if I said if I didn't say Hell in the Cell earlier, I apologize. That was Hell in the Cell. But that's just the thing, dude. The briefcase is the briefcase. It's a storytelling device. It's not this this shiny trophy that's going to elevate the next male or the next female superstar to the top of the car. It might do that, but that's not the only thing it's used for these days. It can now be used for other things. It's not like when CM Punk held it or when Edge held it or when Rob Van Dam held it. It's not going to be used for that per se anymore. It can be used for different things. And that's something that we all need to remember. We all need to realize. And unfortunately, we all need to accept. So big lesson for today is very simple. The money in the bank briefcase is a plot device. It is a storytelling device. It is a prop now in WWE. It's taken on a life of its own. It now has its own pay-per-view, which it's had since 2010. It's no longer a part of WrestleMania. And it is going to be used to tell a story. That story might be what you want it to be, which is the elevation of a new superstar. It might be something other than what you want it to be, which is, you know, the way that they tell a story and, and advance some item forward in the program. You just never know. But remember, key learning point for today, that Money in the Bank briefcase is not what you think it is. It is but a plot device for WWE to use just like any other. That will do it for this week's edition, or this this week's edition, listen to me, this morning's edition of Driving with DeMarco. Obviously, traffic is having an effect on me today, so I apologize for that. Follow me on the Twitter, at ChairShotGreg. Follow the website at TheChairShot.com. It's TheChairShot.com. Always use your head with the hardest-hitting reviews, opinions, analysis, all done with the attitude that you've come to love and expect. Head on over to the Patreon.com. Just five bucks for 10 episodes a week of Driving with DeMarco, unless I do a bonus edition. Plus, Pod is More. Plus, the hashtag Miranda Show. Plus, early access to Pod is War to the Outsider's Edge. Plus, bonus editions of written content from the Chair Shot. Early and ad-free access to written content from the Chair Shot. It's only $5. I mean, there are places out there that are charging you 20 30 40 bucks for what I just described. And we're doing it for just five bucks. You can also head on over to prowrestingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. 
pick up your chair shot t-shirt show everyone that you shop at the chair shot brewing company even though it doesn't really exist we got new designs coming soon i got one in development right now that i'm really really excited about might even show up on our website as a logo in different places too so just so much exciting things for the chairshot.com i hope you enjoyed this morning edition of driving with demarco i hope you have a great work day just like i plan to have a great work day and we'll do it again this afternoon what are we going to talk about i don't know yet but it's going to be fun it's going to be engaging and it's going to be on driving with demarco